I used to love sitting down with my grandfather telling me stories of old. The older and better days, he used to say. Well, he's no longer here to share those stories, and I wish I'd catalogued them. That's why I felt such an affinity to Tom, a listener from Alabama, now living in Berlin, who started sending us recordings of his memories of growing up. Enjoy this short, true story, read by Tom himself, in this special edition of the show we're calling Reminiscing with Tom. I mentioned before about living in great-grandpa's old general store next to grandma's big house. I liked that big house, as I called it. It was the largest house in Whistler, a few miles outside of Mobile. It had those typical high ceilings which kept the rooms cool in the summer. My great-grandfather was in the Civil War, and after being released from a prison camp in Mississippi, he returned to his hometown. He first started out delivering firewood to the local residents and later expanded his business into a general store downtown on Cherry and Lion Street. When his adopted daughter inherited her father's land, great-grandfather took over the child's estate and he moved out to Whistler and bought five houses to be rented out and built the big house for himself and family. Next door, he built his second general store, where we later lived occasionally. My grandmother had a large cast iron pot in the backyard, where on Mondays she would go out back and start a big fire under the pot. It looked like an old witch's cauldron. There she would do her wash all day with the lye soap and washboard, with the boiling hot water she had to pull the wash out with wooden thongs. And I remember her giving us a warning, you kids don't go out there and mess around with my clean wash. (laughs) I remember Grandma had an outhouse out back. Years later, my dad said to his mom, Mom, I'm going to build you a bathroom on your back porch so you don't have to go out that far at the middle of the night. I've never seen someone so shocked at the thought. Who would do such an unhygienic thing like that, she asked. Dad finally, with a clear explanation, was able to convince her it would be okay to bring an outhouse into your house. The corner property was large enough to ride our friend's horse around on. And after seeing a cowboy movie, Cousin Fred got this great idea. You see, Roy Rogers in the movie escaped his pursuers by standing on the horse's back and jumping to an overhead limb of a tree. Fred wanted to do that too. Now to keep the horse from running back to the barn, about a half mile away, guess who was to stand down the way to grab the riderless horse as he came by? Me. Well, the size of that oncoming big as an elephant horse to a seven-year-old made me decide otherwise. Now, Fred made the jump, as Roy Rogers did, but guess who couldn't stop the runaway horse? Me. Fred wasn't too happy with me for a while, but we never stayed mad at each other longer than it took us to think of something else to get into. 
which never took us very long. My cousin Fred was highly admired by me as a child. He could run faster, he could climb the highest tree, and was fearless. Fearless Fred. At about the age of seven, he got into a phase of climbing any tree he could find. Any time my mom came out of the old general store where we lived and was, she was looking for Fred, she always looked up into the trees first and called, Fred, come out of there and get something to eat. I know you're up there. And sometimes it worked. She once coaxed him down out of the tree with a promise of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Reluctantly, he came down, but Mom forgot that she didn't have any jelly anymore. Handing Fred the peanut butter sandwich without jelly, he felt defrauded and smeared the peanut butter all over freshly cleaned windows out of spite. Mom said to him, you'll want that peanut butter sandwich one day. I remember one day down at the branch, as we called it, it was actually a small creek, Cousin Fearless Fred came up with another grandiose idea. There were hundreds of 50-foot pine trees down there, and he decided to climb one and started swaying back and forth until he had enough momentum and angle to grab the other 50-foot pine tree top adjacent to his and transfer his skinny little body over to it. Now, I never did, never did that, but this was entertainment for Fred. Besides, I justified my staying on the ground below by being the one who could call the ambulance if this didn't work out for him. Here's to peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and a cold glass of milk. Yours truly, Tom. Tune in again next time for more Reminiscing with Tom.